uh, a great relationship between the West Victoria nurse and the hospital. Nurses do a lot of things in the hospital that's respect, that demands a lot of respect and admiration um, for because, in my opinion, the nurses are, you know, they, 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 they predominantly, you know, run the hospital. Um, they feel like they just call the, the doctors for, you know, for orders, you know, for both times, but nurses are the ones that's in charge. Um, been in the doctor in the respiratory for a few years. Um, my, my latest and current job has, you know, been an introduction to a lot of things that I that I haven't fully experienced. My previous jobs, um, working with the NICU population for one is something that I haven't experienced. Working in my previous job because we didn't have that population there. It was mainly, you know, um, wasn't even the kids in, in my previous job. It was mainly just, you know, older, older adults. Later in life, that you know, may have been long term ventilator patients or patients who just you know were recently intubated and we had to work on getting them off the ventilator into rehab. Um, to me, understanding the extenuating you know, circumstances that this job put in a lot of times, where they have to do and go beyond the call of duty to make sure the patient is good. Um, and I know that's a very, very stressful job. It's a very, very stressful job. And thinking about it now, it kind of makes me, you know, um, you know, empathetic to the situation a little bit more when dealing with nurses because sometimes working in the NICU, I've been told prior to me even becoming a part of the uh, NICU team that, you know, a lot of the nurses in the NICU department, they, you know, they hold the children in high regards and they like, they feel like they're their children and they have to protect them at all costs. Um, so it's just getting, it, it just took some getting used to um, getting used to the the, the, the mannerism of, of of people like that because I feel like it's like a condescending tone that you know some of the nurses you know, give to respiratory um, because I think a lot of times they feel like that you know, our education and what we do is as as important as you know what, what they're doing and that may be their you know, opinion of it but you know the respiratory department we have a lot you know to, to they go on like you know we have to. Um, be in charge of, of the airway. You know, a lot of times that mechanical ventilation is just not going to run itself. You know, so that's something that we have to be in charge of. And you know, um, me personally, I felt like I, I felt like sometimes it's like a condescending tone that, uh, um, that that I that I get sometimes immersion. But I think that may just have required me to have tougher, tougher skin because you know you're not going to always like what everybody has to say about you or to you. Um, and, and, it, and it may just be a, a subtle, you know, um, word or phrase or something like that to put you off of guard, which made me, me particular, made me a little bit, you know, um, extra sensitive to, you know. And, it, and I think it's a part of the, the, the thing of me not being totally comfortable in the neonatal intensive care unit yet. So I, I feel like I'm constantly, you know, on edge, you know, I'm kind of um, watching myself trying to be as, as sufficient as I can. And, and it takes a little bit of studying outside of the unit because um, it's the equipment that we are going to call to this one. It's, uh, it's a little bit more challenging, you know, equity. But it, so it's, it, it, it's good for just um, to know where you stand at in this apartment um, and know what you can improvement on. So, you know, can't really take it as anything but constructive criticism, and that, and that you know this is a this is a um, 
this is a you know a point of India we're doing here and, 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 and dealing with the United population. Anything can go wrong. Like at any point in time, if the numbers are all, are all wrong, it could possibly blow a new bow in the, in the kid's chest you know, and bless the, the kid's lungs. Um, so you know, all of the televisors have to be you know precise. You know, everything has to be precise and to the point because you don't want to put these kids into a jeopardizing position. Granted, that for me personally, I'm not that familiar with the equipment. I'm, I'm, I'm getting more familiar with it as time goes on, but it takes practice and it takes, you know, that person going beyond the scenes and doing a lot of the work on their own properly. It's not as the second nature as it is to me with some other equipment that I've that I've, that I've used or I've already used while I'm right there, um, which is fine enough because you know everything you know it's uh, it's, a, it's a work in progress and I'm steady you know um, trying to improve on. You know where I was yesterday, or the person that I was yesterday. Um, it's my responsibility, and my and, and for me to do diligence and you know do some research on um, on the given you know equipment you know that that I have, and you know make sure that it's uh, what it's supposed to be, um, one way or another. So I had to remind myself to get out of my feelings and you know. Go ahead and give the best chance that I can do in, in, a, in a given situation. If I don't know any, if I don't know about the situation, or if I don't know about the equipment, then it's my responsibility to call somebody who's better equipped, know about the equipment, or someone who can come up here and teach me how to use the equipment properly. Like I said, we don't want to put anybody in the compromised position where they have to be, um, where they might possibly be hurt by some kind of therapy that we're supposed to provide to help the individual. So, you know, at that point in time, in that juncture, in the situation, I had to learn how to, you know, swallow my pride and just suck it up. And you, I mean, you have to always like the way everybody had everything, everybody had to say to and the tone in their voice. And that's, and that's, that's not, you know, um, always a personal jab against you. It may be, you know, something that happened in their day. Maybe they're not feeling too good. Maybe there's products, you know, that have to do their job and your job as well. Um, there's a, 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 a great amount of, um, factors that come into play when, you know, someone, you know, they act ill towards you or you feel like somebody's being, you know, condescending towards you. Um, and at the end of the day, it's a job, you know. Um, you're not going to like everybody there. You're not going to like what everybody has to say there. You're not going to like, you know, uh, you're not going to always be proficient in everything that you do. You always going to have room to grow and to expand and to learn. As long as you're not putting a person's life in jeopardy or putting a person's health in jeopardy, you know, everything is a teaching lesson. That's what I had to do. I had to learn to get out of my feelings and get out of my mind so much when you felt like that they didn't like me or I was doing something incorrectly. Because, you know, this is I, I, this is something that I'm new to this field. Now, there's no excuse for a respiratory death from someone, you know, who, who had access to equipment and, and internet and technology to not be able to, you know, um, get a grasp or understanding of the equipment one way or another. So, you know, you know um, I feel like now that the team I work with, you know, they're pretty good. You know, there's a few, like, you know, not spoiled athletes, but for some people who know just stuff don't know how to handle pressure as, as good. And I've been one of those first people before who um, wasn't really sure how to handle pressure also. And it has, you know, weighed down on my on my mentality and my personality and my emotions and my, you know, it just weighed down on me because I was in the situation that I could not um, troubleshoot or solve at, the, at, at that time. And I had to, like, you know, make me feel inadequate and not, like, not worthy. Because I'm like I should I should know this. 
on the same token, like I knew I wasn't that familiar with the equipment before I started working there, and everybody that works to know I'm not that familiar with the equipment either. So usually it, it, it calls on you know you to call you know one of your coworkers or something like that for them to come up there and assist you, which is fine and dandy. Everything is good with that. Um, that's the kind of decorum and the kind of you know, work rapport that we have. Like you know if somebody's you know lacking or whatever, you come out there and you come out there and help them, and you provide you know um good good enough you know coverage and stuff like that so so they can you know. Um, to do their job efficiently. So um, that's something that I've been learning, you know, working in the hospital with you know, a, a large amount of people that you know, people have personalities and purposes. Personalities don't always mesh. And people are not going to say things that make you feel good all the time. It's helped me build character and build a little bit more resistance and, and tougher skin because I was really... Um, like a lot of times, like you know, in my feelings and emotionally, you know, um, you know, no, 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 tore down a little bit. I was like, I was like, I was always doing something in, in a, um, you know, not, not, not correct or not the right way to do it. But you know, you know, everything is a learning experience, and I'm constantly learning how to be a better therapist. You know, and it's 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 pretty it's pretty fun and exciting. You know, sometimes going over that equipment, but. We don't use it that much at the hospital, so like a lot of times it it, it, it kind of like you know falls by the wayside unless you're constantly you know going over the equipment and reminding yourself about it. And now we have like you know people coming out to help us you know understand that equipment a little better, go over and service and stuff like that. So you know, that's something that I appreciate about the hospital implementation because we are a team at the end of the day. You know, we are our team is built on trying to be essentially to be for the rehab of the patient, for the person to be you know. Um, able to get out of the hospital and go home to their family. Like, you we worked in a population I worked with yesterday, those are premature children, you know, so a lot of times, like, you know, they're underdeveloped, you know, neurologically, you know, physically. Um, all of that stuff is underdeveloped, so it takes, you know, a lot of a lot of due diligence, a lot of hard work, a lot of troubleshooting, a lot of planning, a lot of team um, collaboration and, you know, uh, mental know-how in order to get these kids back to where they're supposed to be at. This, the adult population also like we we sometimes you know um, have to do a lot with the rehabilitation of the adult population also like I mean that's the that's the task that we took on by being impatient here it, it really is it's the task that we took on by being impatient here and you know it, it takes a strong individual to be able to deal with because everybody can't deal with blood and you know and, and, and pool and you know uh, saliva and mucus and like you know that takes a and that's why, you know, we are who we are, and we are in a, in, in, we are in a place that we are in. I'm very grateful for my job, and I'm grateful that I was able to be put in a position where so I was pushed a little bit to test my boundaries and test my knowledge and test my um, the, the, the quickness and the accuracy which you perform a task that's, you know, placed in front of you. Um, you don't always have time to sit there downfall also because sometimes in the heat of being anxious and you know um, nervousness and people around you looking you forget like um, some of the things that you would normally do to step back and to breathe and to be about with the situation and then tackle it after you took a breath after you took, after you took some time to analyze the situation like so you don't always have to act so fast, like I mean, sometimes it takes you to sit back and just be like, um, 
what I was wrong with this situation. This is what's wrong with this situation. Let me let me get back into my head. Let me troubleshoot it and, and make it work. And, and that's what I'm learning now. Taking my time, um, you know, trying to, to have the best know-how of the equipment that I can have and applying it to the situation. Like, you know, so it's, it's um, definitely grateful for, um, you know, the team that I've been working with, that I've been able to work with, you know, the equipment, the new equipment that's been introduced into my uh, respiratory repertoire. Because moving forward, if however long I take the hospital that I'm at now, or if I move into it, that's a part of my arsenal now. I can put that on my resume that I am able to use this next to a needle needle equipment, and I'm I'm I'm, I'm familiar with the parameters, um, in which you know they are supposed to be, you know, rehabbed at, rehabilitated at, you know, um, ventilated at. And all of that stuff. And then you start seeing clinical signs that, you know, um, something may be going awry or or, or not the way we, we want it to go because um, in a situation that happened, you know, last night, it was like there was um, something was happening with the kid that made the numbers go all over the place. And it took some, took some, it took some expert expertise. It took some knowledge and know-how of, of the mechanics of how the ventilator works. It took some understanding of what could be happening clinically with the child, and it took some like you know mental, mental like excuse me, not just awareness, but also like troubleshooting. You know, because this is something that wasn't happening with the ventilator. It wasn't a part of the ventilator. This is something that was happening with the kid. So like you know. All of that stuff comes into play, and, and, and you know, not having that knowledge base and not, you know, not being familiar with the equipment that much, it, you know, it kind of took me back a little bit because I felt inadequate. Once again, I felt inadequate. But, you know, good enough for me, I had, you know, a strong core that was up there to help me out with the situation, help me troubleshoot the situation, and then we, we realized what the situation was about. We realized what happened. There was a problem with the kid. Um, and now, now, I have that knowledge and know how moving forward and put that in my arsenal and put that in my tool belt. Moving forward, I know that um, this, could, this could possibly happen. That could be a possible situation that would happen. So if I see that happen again, I'm like, bingo. Oh, this could be it. This could be it. That could be it. So I appreciate the learning opportunity. I should be because, you know, if I didn't go to that situation, I wouldn't have known what to look for next time it happens. So, you know, um, Everything is a learning lesson. You know, take everything with a with a, with a grain of salt. Um, don't take everything personally, and you know, just, just do your best. Just do your best, and to, just give your best to the patients, and that's all you can do. That's all they can ask for. That's all you can give. It's just it's your best. Episode of respiratory fitness. Um, I, I appreciate everyone who tuned in to listen to the episode, and um, see you guys soon.